Thank you for joining uh, How Are You Podcast, uh, episode two, where we sit around and we talk about our relationship with our own mental illnesses and how we see our mental illnesses in our everyday lives. Uh, with this podcast, I will always invite a guest to come talk about their mental illness and to open up a vulnerable, sincere conversation towards it. This week's guest is none other than good pal and design expert, Brian Neufeld. Uh, Brian, you want to say hi to the microphone? Hey. And say it right to the microphone. <laughs> hey. Is that That's good? perfect. That's perfect. Right. Welcome to uh, How Are You Podcast. It's Thanks a, for having me. A baby of a podcast, if you will, but maybe soon it'll be a grown human. Whoa. Can't wait. My hopes with this is that I get to interview a prime minister of some sort. I think they all suffer. <laughs> you have to uh, when you're in politics like that. Yeah, yeah, that's right. There's got to be bad days. It's got to be bad days on the hill. On the hill, the old Parliament Hill. That's right. That's where Jack and Jill went to go catch a pail of water. Jack Layton. Yeah, Jack Layton. I don't think he made it to the hill. He uh... he well, gone too soon. Um, but uh, welcome to the podcast. Thanks for having I, me. I already said that, but yeah. I'll say it a second time. <laughs> Are you nervous, Cam? Me, I'm always nervous. I'm like a sack of nervous little uh, bundle of joy, was my high school quote. Nervous little sack of bundle of joy. Um, really quick, uh, give your elevator pitch of who you are. Oh, jeez. If you were to see a stranger in the elevator and they said, hey, give me, give me, give me what you got. Who the hell are you? Uh, okay. Whoa. Um, I, uh, hmm. I'm a 28-year-old 20, 20, <laughs> graphic designer from Winnipeg, Manitoba. Um, I love music. I love food. Uh, and I'm passionate about relationships. And, uh, I, what the fuck? <laughs> it's funny that you mentioned your age first, as that's a thing that defines you. Well, you know, I'm writing a lot of Tinder profiles lately, so... <laughs> What's the best Tinder profile you've come up with? Uh, Hate to put you on the spot. Jeez. Podcasts don't like dead air. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, Great face for radio. Hey, that's a classic. Great face for podcasts? That's a new one. You can put that on now. Nobody's doing that. No one's doing that? You heard it here first. (laughs) Um, And what's your relationship with mental health? Or your own mental illness? And be as be as sincere as you want. You can tell me you don't have any. And I know it's a lie. <laughs> <laughs> I told you. I've played all my cards already. Uh, for me, I've been around mental health my entire life, uh, but I've only dealt with it personally, I think, uh, for two or three years. So I grew up around uh, my two parents. Uh, my mom had... Uh, clinical or I think manic depression when I was young so there were like a couple years there where she was totally bedridden yeah which was uh, wild to see as a kid and I didn't understand it um, my dad has always struggled with depression and anxiety um, I have memories of uh, being around pretty rank panic attacks and not knowing what was going on but uh, it never clued in until a couple years ago that like oh this is probably genetic um so it started surfacing, and uh, I guess now I'm dealing with it as 
uh, more of a personal thing. So, would you ever go over to like friends' houses and then see their parents just like not like your parents? Like, I imagine that just being like a real, real stick in the mud. <laughs> what do you mean? Like, I imagine like, and again, I can't put myself in your situation. Uh, both my parents are just like, I don't think they've experienced any sort of mental health growing up. But to, like, go over to a house and see two parents who maybe... I don't even know what I, I want to say. Like, I want to say functioning, but I guess the, I think you can still function with a mental illness. But, like, your household would be different yeah. than other households. Yeah, I'd say both my parents are very functional and were very functional. Um, I mean, maybe with the exception of the year my mom had to sort of be confined to a, uh, to a bed. But... Um, yeah, I don't know. I think, I think, uh, yeah, probably. I think I, yeah, I don't know. I, sorry. No, sorry to, to <laughs> I don't know, strike a chord maybe? <laughs> Be editing the shit out of this episode. Um, and uh, you talked about just personally in these last couple of years starting to deal with your own. When do you, when can you, when can you remember your earliest sign that maybe you, Mental illness started to become an issue in your life. Probably twenty-two. Uh, so a couple years ago now, but I didn't. I didn't really think about um, medicating or being treated for it, or really even treating it like a diagnosis until like two years ago. Yeah, and I think mental illness is kind of that type of thing that, uh, like, and it's a disease is what yeah. we call it, right? So just like any disease, if it goes untreated, whether your treatment is medication or self-care, whatever that is, if it goes untreated, like it quickly turns worst-case mm. scenario. I think that was the same with mine, is that I would start to recognize these things, and I had no idea what self-care was or what... I was, like, petrified of medication. Yeah. Um, but then it just started down... Down spiral, down spiraling, down spiral. like a Peyton Manning football down the pits of hell. <laughs> yeah, I, I uh, yeah, I had sort of been on meds my entire childhood. Uh, it was your classic ADHD kid. Is that a mental illness? Are we calling that a mental illness? Oh, I don't know. Jeez, I'll, I'll phone my people. <laughs> yeah, phone your people. Talk to your people. Uh, so I, I was on those meds for a long time and it was only in like my early adulthood that I sort of like weaned myself off of meds so the idea of taking meds again was totally foreign to me and I didn't even want to mess around with that because I just I didn't like especially in my like late high school years I started to really become aware of the fact that they did modify my behavior in a way that I didn't like I wasn't totally comfortable with Um, so I didn't want to just do that all over again this time for a different illness altogether. Yeah, when I first started taking anti-Ds, <laughs> old anti-Ds, um, the cousin of Sunny D, <laughs> um, was that, uh, I think for like a couple of years I was like, oh, I should probably get on antidepressants. But I was always nervous because I remember one of my friends went on it and they gained a bunch of weight. Mm-hmm. And I was already a bigger person and I already had self-confidence issues with my body. I was like, if I, like a balloon, if I blow up anymore, I'll pop. <laughs> so I got real petrified of, and I know there's a lot of antidepressants, you got to find your, the right one for you. Yeah. And you definitely have to go through stages, but and then I remember just it got bad, bad, and 
I went to the do- old doctor down the street, and I said, this is what I'm dealing with. And yeah. the doctor said, well, let's try this. And then I remember going to therapy at that time. And after I went on them, I had another therapy appointment. And I was just like, me and my therapist had this moment. I was like, after the first day, I could feel so much better. Mm. I don't know if it was just like the placebo effect of like, like, of course, they work within your body. But like that quick, I was just like, I could feel like a huge difference. Yeah. And then my therapist was like, that happens with some people. Some people will just like, it'll take a couple weeks to kick in. Yeah. Yeah. But some will just take that first pill like, <laughs> and just that feel. And it opens up your world. Fresh. It was crazy. Yeah, they say it's supposed to take six weeks. I had the exact same thing as you, though. Um, the day after I took my first dose, uh, I went to see a movie with friends. And it was just the best movie I've ever seen. It was Incredibles 2. <laughs> and uh, I was just like, the happiest clam that day and then the next day there was like a crash and there were like waves a lot of highs and lows yeah. for the first six weeks and then it really leveled out yeah but uh yeah I uh I was I was terrified of taking meds and I did way too much reading in advance yeah where like the science is really bad on it it doesn't it really yeah. doesn't do much to defend it as a as a treatment path yeah, I remember looking some stuff up too. Like mostly it was just side effects. I was so worried. Yeah, there's tons. There's and tons of side effects. By the way, this might make you more suicidal. Yeah. <laughs> Shit like that. Which is like never a good thing to read yeah. before you go yeah. in on them. Um, another one was just like, the, I'll call it the bedroom effect for this PG show. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But just like... Is this a PG show? Well, I don't know. It hasn't got, uh, <laughs> hasn't got viewed in that realm yet. Um, might be. Uh... We're doing great with middle-aged women at yeah. this point. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, and just, like, being scared of, like... Yeah, there's a lot of side effects. A lot of worries. Yeah, totally. Totally. I, I listened to this podcast last year. I think it was Science Versus. And this particular episode was on the effectiveness of uh, antidepressants. And I think more specifically SSRIs. Yeah. And the science was just, like, it might work. <laughs> that was the conclusion. <laughs> I was like, well, come on. I don't want to spend tons of money in six weeks trying to to figure this out if there's going to be a bunch of side effects. So yeah, yeah, for me, biggest side effect was nausea, I would say. Yeah. Uh, And that that kind of sucked, but it was kind of uh, worth going through for what I found to be uh, an effective treatment path. They worked pretty well for me, and thankfully it was like the first one that I tried. Um, But yeah, lately I've actually been thinking about maybe going off because I was on the max dose for a little bit and now I'm back down to the minimum dose and uh, I've just been doing way better than I was a year yeah. ago so I've been thinking like maybe it's time to see what it would yeah. be like without him yeah I am can, I'm still on mine yeah I don't have no hindsight and <laughs> when I'll stop um, but yeah it's interesting that that some people take it's different for everyone though. Mm. Some will take them for a year and then be able to go off of them. Um, and some people have them for, like, years and years and years. Yeah. Yeah, I was convinced when I started on them that I would be on them forever. Yeah. Um, but I think that's probably just a more representative of, like, the bleak yeah. outlook I had at, at that <laughs> point. <laughs> but, uh, yeah. I, the, yeah. What, what reasons did you really identify? Like, what did you tell your doctor when you said, I want to try antidepressants? Um... I think I, like, <laughs> I masked it. I'm always, like, 
If I have to talk talk about something that's like sincere, yeah, I'll always mask it with something. So I remember, yeah, I went in with like a wrist injury, <laughs> which I didn't have. But then like it was my gateway to be like to open another conversation of like, yeah, because the doctors will always after like they check out the thing, they'll be like, okay, is there anything else I can do for you? Mm-hmm. And that's kind of like they've like. Like a, I don't know, is it a troll or like a witch that like you have to invite them in or something? Like, do you know what I'm talking about? That no, some mythical. I have no idea. <laughs> some mythical creature you need to invite in. Oh, it's vampires. Okay. Before they can enter your house, you have to invite them in. Um, but it's, it was kind of like that where I was waiting for the doctor to be like anything else, and then eventually I was like, yeah, I experienced a lot of anxiety and like, depression, which Whoa. Would, which would have been an easy conversation just to do. Um, yeah, probably happens like once a day. Yeah, yeah. I I think I, I I was similar for me. I can't remember what I was in for. In for like it's prison. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I brought it up at the end of the appointment. It was just like, by the way, I've been having tons of existential dread. <laughs> I hate waking up in the morning and going to work. Uh, I feel sad all the time. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Well, this is yeah. new. This is new. Um, you talked a little bit about, uh, uh, in your elevator pitch, about uh, relationships. Mm. Is, is love a big thing for you? Or is uh, love a big thing in terms of your mental health? Like, is it a bothersome? That's a good question. Well, when, I, when I'm talking about relationships, I mean that in a broad sense. And when I'm talking about love, baby, I mean... <laughs> I'm talking about it in a broad sense, too. Love for all people, baby. <laughs> Who are you? <laughs> I'm working on my Austin Powers. Um, but in the sense of relationships, like, um, is that a big thing for you to have in terms of support? Yes. Yes. Uh, if I... I think I do best when I'm surrounded by good people. And they don't have to be... Uh, Particularly uh, healthy people. That it's not. It's not a matter of defining it that way. But I. I think that I do best mentally and emotionally when I have those that I love closest to me. Yeah, I don't want to put a title on you, but I'd call you an uh, extrovert. <laughs> I would. I would call myself an extrovert. Yeah, I think I'm. If you. If there's a scale for this, I'm like twenty percent. Uh, I don't know which side, which is... I'm 20% more extroverted than, like, right in the middle. So, uh, the old 70-30, is that how it works? <laughs> yeah, that's, how I, uh, that's how I like my ground pork. 70-30 <laughs> done? Uh, 70 lean, 30 fat. <laughs> oh, okay. It's the old sausage making It's like ratio. 70 cooked, 30 uncooked. Yeah, that's right. I prefer 30% salmonella. And, uh... I won't even let you finish that joke. I'm moving right on. Um... What was I going to say? Um, yeah, a lot of people think that I'm an extrovert. But I'm truly introverted. They're dead wrong. Really? I don't, I don't think you're an extrovert. No, I'm an... Uh, oh, yeah, I'm not an extrovert. Sorry, I think I messed that up. I'm an introvert. You're an introvert. Yeah. Yeah. Thick and, thick and through. Through and thick. I think as soon as you understand those terms, you'd be an <laughs> idiot to say Cam Shaman is an extrovert. <laughs> um, and that's always been a struggle with relationships for me, is like... I feel like early on in trying to create relationships whether it be a romantic or strictly platonic is that romantic too? <laughs> platonic? It's Pl- friendship. Platonic right? is friend zone. Yeah. 
And nothing wrong with friend zone. No. No, I've friend zoned a lot of my friends. That's right. That's right. <laughs> Which is all all my friends I've friend zoned. I guess so. I guess so. You wouldn't say that to them because it, w- it would make it for a weird, much like this conversation <laughs> right now. Um, but I felt like early on, especially in university, when like you're starting to meet new people and branch out and your friend trees, that mental illness really kind of pegged me down in sense like a sense of not being able to communicate with people, mm. or like you'd have a really good conversation and then they'd be like, "Oh, like you want to come out to like the bar," and then <laughs> your anxiety would take over and be like, "Nope." It would and then you stop responding to him. See, I I never had that social anxiety until more recently. I I was busybody, got to be doing something every night of the week up until two years yeah. ago. That, I think that's where my like kind of mental illness spiked when I thought I really needed meds. Was I would drive places, and then I would just get so anxious. I had no idea. And it would be places like I'd go to like an improv show that I've been doing for like five years, and I would have, and I would know the, I'd be in control of it all, and I know exactly what to expect. And I would just be anxious, just driving. Mm-hmm. Or even if I was like not going anywhere, just driving, I would be anxious mm-hmm. with no destination. So mm-hmm. that was kind of my reality of like, something's got to, something's got to change something's, here. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Huh. Yeah. See, I, I. I I struggled way more with depression than I did with anxiety yeah. in general. Anxiety to me, like it definitely happens, but I think it's more, there's definitely more of like a low lying, yeah. general sadness, bleak outlook on life and-, and Where am I going? Yeah. What why, am I doing? Why am I doing any of this? What was the biggest question that would be in your head? Uh, probably, why am I getting up for work today? Especially in the dead of winter, when you're getting up. Oh yeah. Before the sun comes up, you're driving to work, and you're doing this job to pay for your life so that you can live in your three hours of the evening. You get home, you leave work. It's still it's dark again. Yeah. You miss the entire day. You go home. You don't go out because it's minus thirty. Do you have any windows in your workplace? Uh, Are you by any windows where you sit? I'm I'm by some windows. I wasn't for a while. I'm I'm by some windows in now. the basement. They put you. I'm on the main floor. <laughs> I'm on the main floor. We get some good natural light, some natural light <laughs> midday. But uh, yeah, it's not a very inspiring no uh, setting. I remember wanting to move to like because I love rain. Mm. Always loved rain. It's a very calming thing for me. I wanted to move to like a more rainy place, or like I thought of like maybe going to teach in UK for a year. Mm. Like it's always damp. It's always moody. It's always moody. And my parents were like, "Like, you'll die. Like, <laughs> like <laughs> there's no sun. Like, your mental capacity would just like plummet." Yeah. And I went, "Oh, you're right. At the very least, you'll get scurvy." Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and that's just because I don't eat enough fruit. Do they have citrus there? I think so. Oh. They grow different types. Very interesting. <laughs> That's a whole different podcast. Um, I guess maybe we'll move on to our first segment. Now, I haven't... Uh, eventually, maybe I'll... Uh, did you know that we do segments on the show? We do segments on yeah, the show? Yeah, I have a couple segments. I don't know why I'm saying we. <laughs> yeah, it's just me. It's you and me now. I know. This, From here on out. This podcast really feels like it's it's a back and forth. And it's that's what com- I want. It's a community. It's a community. Um, community of sad sacks. <laughs> um... Uh, the first segment is called uh, What's the Worry? 
And what that segment is. We'll workshop that title. (laughs) No, no, it's staying. It's good. Because what the worry is about, what's the thing that's in your mind right now, whether it be from the week, the day, the month. I did that, like, inside-out style. I went went week, day, month, instead of going day, week, month. Never mind. Uh, But anyways, (laughs) the segment is solely based on what's the thing that's worrying you. Or that's like, you can't get out of your head. Money, baby. Money is a big, big thing. Oh, yeah. Yeah, if you want to ruin my outlook on life for a week, give me just a, a, enough debt to get me uh, to get me in my head about spending money and financial situation. This whole month, I've just, like, I've been so on the go with things that I haven't been able to, like, cook for myself. There's been a lot of, like, just stopping yeah. and eating out. Um, but I've just been scared to check my bank statement. Right. Which is a truly terrifying thing. See, I, I think I check it too much. Yeah, I don't check it enough. Okay. And then next thing I know, I'm down a thousand bucks. Yeah, yeah. I'm like, what the hell? <laughs> but I won't check it for like a month until I have to pay something. Which also isn't good because I could get scammed quite easily. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, for sure. And this um, is a call for all scammers. <laughs> this is a call for all scammers. Hit uh, me hard. <laughs> vulnerable. <laughs> weak. Uh, I, was, I was thinking about getting this budgeting app called Clio. Have you heard of it? Uh, no, but I'm familiar with budgeting. <laughs> <laughs> familiar with, maybe you've heard of budgeting. Uh, so I have a sense of what the app would do for you. <laughs> you well, maybe you do, but Clio's, it's personal, Cam. Oh, because you have to sign in with your name? <laughs> no, so like they've done their very best to make this uh, r- algorithm, robot, AI persona. Ones, ones and zeros. Clio. That's right, that's right. Uh, they've done their best to anthropomorphize or personify this character named Cleo, and she literally will like make fun of you, and she'll like. This is a real thing. Yeah, you'd like text Cleo oh. like she's a real person, and say like, "Hey, Cleo, can I afford to eat out tonight?" And she'll be like, she'll send you a gift to say no, <laughs> and it, it's actually like, it's pretty good. Unfortunately, I'm with Conexus, and uh, it's d- it doesn't sync up. So that sucks. This That's, is a good, this is also a call for Connexus to yeah. get with the times. This is a call for Connexus. This is also a call for all scammers. Yeah. To, uh, <laughs> you're one step closer to knowing, knowing what how little money I have in my bank account. <laughs> and have you so? Well, I guess maybe you can uh, do the full thing yet. Is it with your bank? The full thing. The full app. Like, have you tried it? Clio. Yeah. See, no. I, all I know is is uh, what my what some of my friends have. I've experienced and it's awesome and I think it would work really well for me just being like a relationship person I had mint for a while and it just it was looking at graphs all day yeah like, I don't give a shit about yeah this. I want a gift sent to me yeah I want a gift sent to me hey Cleo can I buy this light bulb I want a robot to make fun of me that's <laughs> that's the only way that I'm gonna ever get my financial sh- shit together that's old MSM messenger thing were you that's right. on MSM oh yeah and you had that robot that you would talk to if you were bored hell yeah what was it called? Something buddy, I think. Uh, it depends if you were... Because there was there was MSN Messenger, there was Hotmail Messenger, and there was AIM, right? Yeah, I'm too, too young for AIM. And they all hooked up with the same... <laughs> the same system. The same idea. Yeah, that's right. I spent a lot of time talking to Tom on uh, <laughs> MySpace. The original her that's right. was Tom. That's right. Hey, Tom. Um, so budgeting is a big thing. Money. Money's a huge thing. What's the what's the worry with that? Like, what's worst case scenario? Um, 
I think financial independence. On That's Twitter. worst case scenario. Yeah. Wouldn't that be best case? Sorry, did I say independence? <laughs> yeah. Financial dependence. <laughs> I, I never want to have to make the call to my parents being like, hey, I need some help. Yeah. I never want to have to be in debt. I never want to need to take out a loan. Yeah. Anything like that. I had a very similar thing where, uh, like, I would hate, like, sending a message to my parents. Yeah. And then, as you can tell, you're sitting in this house that I now own mm. and live by myself. Very, very nice house. Thank you. Which is a scary thing. Um, but I remember being just so worried about it, and especially, like, with just money earlier this year. And then my dad just kind of said to me, he's like, listen, like... You either we give you the money now or you get the money when we're dead. Like it's not a thing. <laughs> and I was like, how sad of a thought that is, but it was also like the nicest thing to be said to me. I was like, listen, like if you're ever concerned, like you're getting money either way, so you can either use it now or like you can wait till we're not dead and then you can have it. I don't know if most parents would, would No, that was just mine. Do that. That's that's like that's, that's a cool dad. Yeah, I got a pretty cool dad. What's his name? Uh, I want you to guess. Daryl. Close. Terry. <laughs> Terry. Terry, Daryl. Same, uh, same family. Same names, family As far name. as I'm concerned. Um, but yeah, money is a very... And just having that independence of like, I truly can afford things. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think when I'm, when I'm doing well financially, uh, you, can, you can tell. It's uh, a little skip in your step. Yeah, totally. Just not worrying about it. But when I'm when I'm even doing a little bit bad, when I even have like a little bit of debt compared to like the average debt, uh, which I'm nowhere close to, I think it just really gets in my head. Yeah, yeah. That's when you have six nights of cabbage soup. That's right. That's right. That's <laughs> which I think you've made too. <laughs> yeah, I love me some some cheap ass cabbage soup. Um, how many? What do you think? I don't want to grill you, but or make this worse. Grill me, baby. But what what do you think you spend most of your money on? Like I know mine is usually breakfast sandwiches. <laughs> uh, that's good a good question. For a while, it was definitely uh, craft beer. Shout out to to multinational. Hey, multi. That's right. Pick this up. That's right. <laughs> I, uh, Sponsor. That's right. Pick us up. Um. What do I spend most of my money on? I, you know, at, at this point, probably rent. Yeah, I think I love living alone, and I'm in a two bedroom currently, but I don't want to give that up because I think it has been really good for my mental health. Yeah, being able to just go home and be you totally to interact with anyone. Exactly, yeah. I can shut off and just be, uh, and that's been huge for me. Um, I spend too much money on records, that's for sure. But you're a music buff. You love music. I'm a music guy, for sure. Which is maybe also, that's been good for my, my mental situation. I would situation. say it's a form of self-care. Oh, for sure, yeah. Actually, to this day, nothing can get me uh, processing feelings like music can. Yeah. Except I, for This Is Us. I'm, um, I'm a big-time uh, crier when it comes to This Is Us. I think, oh, I don't know. Maybe I talked about it on the last podcast. Or maybe it was just in my regular day life, but I did something with This Is Us recently. What do you mean? Like, I just made a reference to it. I just had a deja vu moment. Oh, did something implies that you were like an extra on the show. (laughs) I I played Randall's long-lost cousin (laughs) on episode six. Adopted. I was adopted. That's right. Um, Yeah. 
Can I, can I inform you of my worry of the worry of the month? Yeah. What's the worry? What's the worry, Cam? <laughs> See, it's catchy. It catches on. It's pretty good. It's um, growing on me. I today I uh, I think now that the, the the snow is melted and the sun is high, and which means that I'm like very insecure about how many sweaters I wear during the summer. Mm. Like, I saw someone running today while I was driving, and they had their shirt off, and I just got mad. You got mad at them for yeah. not wearing a shirt. Yeah, because like, how dare you? <laughs> Like I wish I could do that. I'm gonna I'm gonna start running shirtless exclusively and in the East End. I think yeah, <laughs> just so you see me. I think I've out of all the summer days last year, I think I wore a sweater or like a flannel over top of my shirt. I think I only wore a shirt maybe once or twice. So is it that you feel like you don't stack up without a shirt on? I feel I'm just like insecure. Not of my well. I, it's starting to slowly move down my body, <laughs> but it used to just be like the top half, and I feel like it's in my butt and my thighs. Okay. Um, but I'll always wear sweaters because I'm just insecure. So like, if it's hot out, like I will go through sweat in the fact that it's hot out to just like I feel more comfortable. Maintain that shell of protection. Yeah. And then people always ask, and they'll be like, "Aren't you hot?" And I have to make up the lie of like, "Oh, I'm, like my top's naturally cool." <laughs> Like, that science checks out. Um, I'm climate control. Yeah. Are you a, were you a shirt in the pool kind of guy? As a no, kid? no, no. I would just not go in the pool. <laughs> just avoid pools. No, I swam a lot last summer um, from uh, my job. Uh, you talking Schmerler? We're talking outdoor pools. We're talking outdoor. everywhere. We did a lot. ODPs, um, baby. But I would I will go without a shirt. Okay. But like if it's just recreational, like if I'm outside. And then, like, especially if, like, people are having, like, a backyard bash, mm. and then everyone's taking off their shirts and enjoying the sun, I'll still have, like, my sweater on. It's anxiety central. Yeah. You're talking yeah. parties and pools? Parties and pools. That's a... Double P. That's a... <laughs> that's a PP, baby. <laughs> Double P. Um, but, yeah, that's my worry. It's just now that it's getting hotter and hotter. Um, like, I wish... And I want to exercise more, but I just... I'm too tired. <laughs> Are you a confront your fears guy, or are you a avoid them all at oh, all costs? I'm a, I'm a put them in a cage and lock them away type of guy. <laughs> so you're not going to go running with me without no shirts on anytime no. soon. Hell no. <laughs> <laughs> and a lot of people like I'll share like oh like I just like need to work out and they'll be like oh come join like doing a spin class. Yeah, that's not going to do it for me. No, because yeah. I I need to build that like in myself first. Yeah, like go for a walk. Yeah. I think it's so. I lost one summer. I went down like fifty pounds over the summer, and like it was the greatest I felt, like confidence-wise and in my body. Though I was just going through a rough breakup, mm. um, but I just was like so happy. And then now I'm just like walking around with this extra weight. Oh man, it's such a momentum game too. Yeah. Like the the initial when you're not doing well. You're keenly aware that the best thing for you is probably exercise, yeah. but to get outside is such a battle. Yeah. But when you're doing well, you're probably exercising already, yeah. so it's not not a battle at all. You want to keep doing it. Yeah. It's it's to it's a battle of momentum. And it's finding we had this talk, uh, our workplace for our PD brought in this mental health guy, and uh, he talked about he's like a big fitness guy, and I, I used to see him at the gym. 
he was just like this buff. He he was the type of gym guy that would wear one of those breathing masks that would like help your performance. Was he Bane? What? Was he Bane? No, no. <laughs> what was his pain? <laughs> what was his pain? <laughs> no, he would wear like I don't know what it was, but I was like, this guy, this guy works out. Like you can tell by this mask. That's weird. Um, but uh, he talked about like finding the right workout thing for you because hmm. he said he used to work at a gym. And this guy would come in, and he would just, like, he would spend half an hour in there. He would do the same routine every single day. He would be in there seven days a week. And then one day he had to ask him, and he's just like, I'm, like, this is the happiest I've ever been. Like, I just have this routine, and I have to do this to, like, for my mental health. And mm. I love it. So I'm just trying to find that, find that, find that glass slipper in any Gold's Gym I can. <laughs> <laughs> I, uh, yeah, I, I actually resonate with that. I, I feel like the biggest... The sole reason, or the, the the main primary reason that I exercise is mental health, because I like even the day after the way that you feel is noticeably different. Yeah. Um, but the side effects are good too. Yeah. And you're someone who, like, you ride your bike a lot. Yes. Yes. I'm. I try to. I'm an active person. I would say, like rec sports, cycling. Yeah, I used stuff. to do a lot, a lot of sports growing up, and then this year, the arts kind of took over and got so busy. But I used to do like team handball, like you know, it was twice handball. a week handball, Unreal. team handball. Imagine that. Oh. Those guys look so cool when they jump. Yeah, and I, I I used to be that. Wow. I used to I was so and that was like my peak. I was so fit and I like started to have, like increase my vertical a little bit. I was doing well, and then season after season, I had a little bit more weight, and then just held me down. Threw in the. Hung up the cleats? Yeah, I just got too busy because the games were on. Yeah, you wear cleats indoors. <laughs> you dingus. Uh, <laughs> um, the season would always be on like a Friday night or a Sunday night, and it's too busy nights for me with like improv stuff. Yeah. So I had to stop. But this year I think I'm going to go back. Cause it's I a handball. I have more time. Yeah. Can I come watch? Yeah. Tell it's yeah. a fascinating sport. Are there, okay, are there positions? Yeah. Different positions? Different positions. Striker? No, that's soccer. Uh, do they call it a goaltender? Yeah, you have a, a goalie. goalie. Yeah. Okay. You have six players. Which I've always I've always laughed at the goalie because I feel like when I'm watching the goalies, they're very not it's, effective. It's terrifying. Though. They probably have really bad rates of success. Well, you have to imagine it's like a game of lacrosse where like the crease is so small. Anyone who's hearing that, my dog is now piping up. She wants me to go back into handball. Um, She's just waiting for you to ask her to be on the yeah. podcast. One episode, I'll interview my dog. But that's also a thing. I got a dog, um, Stella. This week's episode is sponsored by Stella. Yeah. You go to uh, howareyou.com slash Stella. You'll get 10% off your next dog. <laughs> Only she could pay half the rent, though. I'd be a lot better. Um, yeah. I, now I forgot. Oh, and I got a dog thinking I would walk it more. But then I'm just like, I come home with the intention of walking, and then I lay in my bed, and I'm like, oh, like I'm just so tired. And she's chewing on her bone, she's happy, she's content. Do you ever resent your dog for doing better emotionally <laughs> than you? No, I think we're one in the same. <laughs> I resent your dog for doing better emotionally than me, I think. She's well, so damn cute. She's a cutie. Um, we'll move on to our last segment of the show. We have two segments. We're burning through seggies here. Burning through seggies. <laughs> Just like I burned through seggies as well. <laughs> um, the last seggy, <laughs> the last segment. 
There's a segment called the first one was called What's Your Worry. This one's called What's, what's Working. Hurry. What's oh. Working. So we're doing, this segment talks about what's the thing that's working for you self-care-wise that you could share and maybe give to, to the listeners. Well, Cam, I take a lot of baths. Yeah, that's a big one. It is. Not a joke. Yeah. How many baths a week? Well, it changes in summer. Uh, you, you don't move to I a take, cold bath? I take less baths in summer. That's true. Uh, I have taken ice baths, but they're, they're in no way relaxing. <laughs> Um, I I take a lot of baths in winter. Maybe one every other night. Maybe yeah. more. Uh, in summer, I probably, I don't know, I take more like one a week. But, uh, yeah. Get in the bath. Maybe have a bath bomb. Bath bombs are huge. Bath bombs are great. Yeah. Bath bombs are great. I am basic. <laughs> Basic. <laughs> basic bath boy. That's basic Triple bath B. boy. Ba- basic bath boy, uh, dot com. <laughs> if you go to basic bath boy dot com, don't go there. Enter I code. feel. I feel like it's gonna enter be a bad code. website. How are you? <laughs> <laughs> For ten percent off your next bath. And baths are a thing uh, that you do on the regular. Yep. Totally. Bath bombs, and it helps. I, I think one of the biggest things for me, uh, I'm a. I'm a next-oriented person, and I don't. I very rarely live in now. Yeah. Um, so, getting in the bath very literally traps me in a in tub a in a very small tub that I'm probably too large <laughs> for, <laughs> and I have to just be there with my thoughts and feelings. <laughs> and uh, as as the the cheap bastard that I am, I feel that I've wasted the hot water if I get out too soon. Oh yeah. So I need to sit with it. With, with all of my thoughts and feelings and filth. That's good sometimes to have that to like really slow you down. Yeah. Because if you ignore sometimes your feelings, um, like it's not good. So the moment you can trap yourself, mm-hmm. in whether it be a bath or like you plan a little like escape room in your house and you yeah. can't get out until you, you recognize what's bothering you. Yeah, totally. I actually, probably one of the bigger things that's worked for me it seems counterintuitive probably to introverts, uh, but being an extrovert, I tend to mask the way that I actually feel or mask, maybe hide from facing my feelings by going out and doing more. Yeah. So, And that also, that also gets you out of your bed. Yeah, right? totally. Which is like a bad place for you to be in sometimes, and sometimes you need your bed. Can be. But making plans is a great way to like get out there and really... Yeah, yeah. So I've I've actually found like being on my own, having my own space, being able to just come home, shut off completely. It's just me again with my my thoughts and feelings. Uh, that's been a really good way for me to work through some of the more difficult stuff going on and actually just face it. Yeah. Because I'm a, I'm a huge avoider. I'll just figure out a way to avoid or mask every everything that I feel that isn't like total sunshine and rainbows yeah facing your problems is a daunting thing yeah totally totally and i i've never had a problem that i've faced (laughs) head on (laughs) like sometimes it'll take a different way never had a problem i didn't like yeah wait (laughs) what was i gonna say oh what's working what's working for me um i just remembered is uh i had a tough weekend and uh i went up to uh 
my grandma's farm for her birthday. And uh, my parents asked, do you want to come with us? And I was like, no, like I need this moment. <laughs> and sometimes just like a nice sing in your car. It's a Whoa. good thing. Singing? Yeah. Actual, what did you sing? Um, I put on a City in Colors live album. Hell yeah. Which is good. And I just belted. Like I have a couple playlists that are my just go-to. you in Dallas, baby. Just me in Dallas. Um, who I'd love to have one day on the show. Dallas Green. Like That's a big shout out to Dallas Green. Big shout out. Uh, shout us back if you're listening. <laughs> Um, he's not. He's not. Um, but yeah, so just a big jam session in your car worked well for me this weekend. Singing, I'm not a, I'm not a huge dancer, but sometimes if the mood is right and the lighting is low. <laughs> there's a certain aroma in the air. That's a, yeah, that's right. A certain aroma. My toe starts tapping and my hips start flapping. <laughs> That's the sound of a torque. I think that's the sound of a broken speaker. Oh, maybe. Yeah. Uh, I get those confused all the time. Sound of a torque and a broken speaker. Um, Yeah, dancing is a good one, too. Do you meditate? Uh, Who's asking? (laughs) Um, I used to. I I did for a little bit. I'd put on some meditations at night. but my brain would always be worried that I would fall asleep and it would just continue to play. Right. Um, so I'd never like get super into it because I'd always kind of be still inside my body or outside right. of my body in right. that moment. Um, but I thought of putting one on last night actually. But again, I got too lazy. <laughs> See, I, I made. Uh, there's a book for people like me. There's a book called uh, Meditation for Fidgety Skeptics. Hey, which, that's you in a that's nutshell. That's me in a nutshell. That's my elevator pitch. Let's redo the elevator pitch at the end. Uh, so I, I don't meditate too much, but I'm when I do, like I'm definitely a, a head person in there most of the time. Yeah. So when I actually get a chance to meditate and just like sit with my breath or be in my body, which is such a 2019 do thing you to say, Do you do a fine. guided me- meditation or just like a self-meditation? I used to do guided meditations and then eventually I felt like I can do this without without it yeah. so just yeah get sort of like guiding yourself through it it doesn't have to be anything crazy long like, yeah I used to try and do longer ones but then I would always find my attention just completely not just drifting like yeah. compl- I would be thinking I would be like working in my head yeah I would like to do more meditations but I feel like in the house with a dog mm. who's like always whining out the window <laughs> when you see someone um, it would just break my concentration yeah, yeah, that's fair. Um, have you ever done yoga? No. Do you feel like you're being interviewed right now? I know. I've lied. I have done yoga. You've done yoga. <laughs> when? How long ago? Um, not in Tell a place. Me. Not in a place. But I would try at home. Like okay. I'd just do a YouTube thing. Yeah, yeah. I try. And I actually did. There's like a 30 week challenge one that I maybe got two days into before <laughs> I gave up, which is pretty big for me. That's a. That's five. That's six downward dogs. Yeah. But again, doing yoga in a house with a dog is. Tough. Right. And especially my dog is so... Seven downward dogs. Yeah. Two d- downward dogs at the same time. Better than one. That's right. Um, <laughs> I'm getting hungry. <laughs> no, my dog is like uh, the type of breed that fix, like fixates on its owner and is like has separation anxiety. Like that type of thing. So if I like close a door, like she can't just like relax outside right. of it. She'll like want to be in with me. Even, like, trying to, like, if I, like, I have to go outside with my dog. Right. 
which I have to anyways because I don't have a, like a enclosed yard. Yeah, yeah. But trying to let it out of a house without me is just like she'll just be worried where I am. Right. But that's the type of breed it is. She's like my mother. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Is my mom gonna listen to this? I don't know. It's if you send it to her. <laughs> Love you, mom. I really do. Shout out to mom. Shout out to moms. If you go to mom.com. <laughs> don't, put, don't do that either. You're sending them to weird websites. <laughs> um, but I think that concludes the episode. This one. Uh, the last thing we do is we plug something. Whether it be a food that you like or something. Wow. That, uh, I can plug anything? You can plug anything. Well, I think uh, it'd be great if everybody went to my friend Cam's show. Oh, stop. My good buddy, Depression. Which is the poster. This guy who I'm talking to. Has designed both big posters for me. Hey. My French show and this. It's been heckin' fun. Heckin' fun. Most fun I've had doing my job in a while. That's totally truthful <laughs> and honest. I'm serious. I'm totally, I'm totally serious. You know what I, I, uh, what I always say about people who are serious? What do you say, Ken? They live long and they live happy. <laughs> <laughs> I always say that. Almost every day to someone. We're dumb. <laughs> um... So you're going to plug my show? You don't plug anything more important? <laughs> more important? What are you talking about? <laughs> I'm going to be there at every uh, every performance, man. There's five of them. Five? Five performances. I'm going to take that back. I'm, <laughs> I'm coming to two, two tops. <laughs> yeah, there's five performances. I uh, uh, Since you plug that, I will plug uh, Gatorade. <laughs> what? Yeah, I'm going to plug Gatorade this week. Gatorade? Yeah. I drink a lot of Gatorade. It's a good. Yeah, it's a good. It's it's a good. It's a good. It tastes good. I buy I buy it in powdered form. I have powdered form here. No way. The blue powder. I buy that orange powder because it comes in bigger containers. Well, I'm more of a small container guy. I'm I'm a I'm a Gatorade guzzler. I'm in the guzzle club. (laughs) Go to GatoradeGuzzle.com. Stop going to the websites. websites. yeah, I have a Gatorade coffee. I'm going to plug Gatorade. Gatorade this week. Gatorade. Tastes good. I didn't understand what you were saying for the Gatorade. first three times you said it. Um, this is the part of the podcast where uh, afterwards I'm going to uh, start slowly bringing up the outro music. Um, and we talk over top of it like a classic sitcom. But thank you so much for being on this. Hey, thanks for having me. It's been great. Um, and I hope... Uh, I hope your 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 financial situation. Uh, I, f- I hope you win the lottery. Yeah. How's that for now, Charles? <laughs> yeah. I hope I have a distant relative that I haven't seen in a while that leaves me a hefty inheritance. Ain't that the dream? Ain't that the dream? Or marry rich. Yep. That's an option. That's an option. Yeah. Or kill someone. Well, 